Welcome to the Girl with Sing Your Purse podcast. Girl, what's in your purse? I'm your host, Latrice Goodwine, your financial bestie. And during our podcast, we're going to have straight talk about real life financial situations that affect us as women. So ladies, what's in your purse? everyone this is Latrice your financial bestie and we are back for another episode of the girl was in your purse podcast so today is a special day because it is our very first interview like I am super excited that I have added this component to the podcast and more importantly I am excited that I am interviewing one of my coaches one of the people that has helped scale and bring girls in your purse to the level that we're at right now. And she's also been a very key factor in me even starting the podcast. I mean, well, let me be honest. She really pushed and pushed and coached and guided me every step of the way to even bring this podcast into flourishing. So it was only befitting that I had Miss Brandy Taylor, who is an awesome and dynamic um, makeup artist, be my first interview guest for the podcast. And in addition to that, her being a makeup artist, she's an awesome coach and educator in the beauty industry and anyone that's in the service industry, period. So before I play the interview, I'm going to give you a little history, a little bio of Miss Brandy so that we can set the stage. Miss Brandy Taylor is an accomplished beauty expert with 12 years of experience makeup artistry, including fashion, video and print. Brandy is the owner of Exquisite Looks LLC. Brandy's diverse background and experience creates an exceptional style accredited only to her and her creativity. Her innate ability to bring the best out of others is unmatched. Because of this, Brandy is a highly sought after speaker and educator. Her workshops are a must for those serious about a career in the beauty industry. Brandy founded the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo in 2017. This event is held annually in October. She has a passion for beauty and business, and she strives to impact the beauty industry, providing business tools, training, and resources to the beauty professional. Brandy created the Business and Beauty Network podcast in 2019. So ladies, I hope you're ready to learn to be activated and ready to implement um, after you listen to my interview with Miss Brandy Taylor. Hey, Miss Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you a part of the podcast, especially with the topic that we're going to be talking about because you have been so instrumental in even me starting a podcast. And just things in general, as far as girl what's in your purse, um, scaling and growing and just everything that's been happening so far, especially in 2020 um, business wise. So can you introduce yourself a little bit more to the ladies that's listening? Sure, sure. Um, so I have been in the beauty industry for about uh, 
13 years now, 2020. Um, and um, so I'm definitely a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm an educator. I am a coach and um, a beauty expert. I also have a podcast myself. I do a variety of things. Um, and uh, I guess that's it right now. I, I will I'll have a... Uh, I'm a mother, a wife, and many other things. <laughs> awesome, 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 Brandy. So before we get started, um, I'm very excited because you are my very first official interview for the podcast. So that's very exciting for me. And I want to start with a, qu- a couple questions for you, especially since the podcast is called Girl, What's in Your Purse? So we're going to kind of take a deep dive in your purse and see what's in your purse, Miss Brandy. So what is something that you keep in your purse? Like it's a must have that you cannot leave the house with without it being in your purse. Okay. And this is just, this is not just because of what is going on, but sanitizing. Okay. <laughs> you said, you said you are not leaving the house without hand sanitizer. Like it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Like I always had hand sanitizer. I got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. So what is something that somebody else might find weird that you keep in your purse? Hmm. Tweezers. Tweezers? What? <laughs> tweezers? Why? Why tweezers? Yes, please ex- explain that because you are a makeup artist? No, because like you never know. Like I wear lashes all the time. So like you never know if you're going to be in a bind. Like if maybe your lash might lift or something and you might need to readjust. So I always got to have like some tweezers and some little scissors. I have a whole little kit. Oh, in my, um, in my purse. Yes, that that's different. I, I don't walk around with tweezers, <laughs> especially because, especially for the reasons that you named. Like you never know. I might have to put an eyelash on, and I might have to tweak my eyelashes, so I have to walk around with some tweezers in my um in my purse. So that that's very cool. I I, I like that answer, Brandy. So let's get started. With our topic today, I'm very excited to have you here because you are, like you said, a serial entrepreneur. And today we're going to be talking about the art of getting paid what you're worth. And I think especially what's going on in today's economy and even prior to that, it's very crucial that women, especially working women, entrepreneurs, we have to really understand the art of getting paid what we are worth. And as you know, especially as one of my coaches, that was one thing that I did struggle with as far as understanding and and putting and actually valuing my value and feeling okay with charging my worth. So can you just kind of speak to that and why you're passionate about um helping women understand the art of what they're worth or getting paid what they're worth. Yeah, I I worked in the sales industry for many years. And uh, one of my favorite quotes was that price is only an issue in the absence of value. Oh, I love that. Can you say that one more time, Brandy? Price is only an issue in the absence of value. So you see... Like, you got to think about it. Like, you you have a purse. You might say there's a purse that's mm-hmm. sold at Meijer, right? Right. And it might be sold at Meijer for $35. And 
someone will gladly buy that purse for, for $35, but you might have a Michael Kors purse that sells for $250. And, um, and you, there's another customer that will buy that $250 Michael Kors purse. But, um, when you think about it, they both are, they have the same purpose. Right. Right. So, but it's the but the value is different um, based off of the name brand and everything. So, Michael Kors is a higher end name brand, so of course you're going to pay um, more for it. But then also that Michael Kors purse is going to be a higher quality than that right. one as well. Right. So, right. You know, the Meyer purse may not be real leather, but the uh, but the Michael Kors purse, of course, is going to be real leather. And um, it's just going to have more details put into it, and this is going to be a higher quality. So I like to I like to say that price is only you know an issue in the absence of value. So you don't you want to make sure you're just always adding value and understanding that you can charge your worth as long as you're adding value, as long as you're providing something of value. You can charge, you know, what you're worth. You don't have to charge pennies for what you do. And I find a lot of a lot of women, especially, and then it doesn't matter what industry that you're right. in. A lot of women will find it hard to really charge for what they do because a lot of times we get caught up, and because it comes easy to us, it almost seems like we're stealing from you. Right. So yeah, it, you, we almost feel like we are. Uh, doing something bad or stealing, like, oh my God, if she pays me for this, you know, because it's so easy. But just because it comes easy to me doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy to the other person or to, to your clients. And just because it's easy to you doesn't mean it doesn't have value because that may be the area that you're gifted in. Right. It comes, it comes easy for you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be paid for it either. So a lot, a lot of women feel that way and then find it hard to start to charge their worth. So that's one of the reasons why I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I had read a quote or a comment before where someone had said that the reason why it takes me 30 minutes to do something that may take someone else five hours to do it because they spent, say, two, 10 years perfecting that craft. So it's like you're paying for the years that it took them to perfect that craft to be able to either do it in a short amount of time or do it in a better quality or a better fashion. So what would you say to people who think that, oh, as far as price gouging? Because you have some people who are like, oh, my God, this is just astronomical because you'll have someone and I'll just take your industry, the beauty industry, they might charge $20 for something, but another person charges $100 for the same thing. And it's one quote that you say, don't lower your price, increase your value. And so do you feel as though it's not price gouging if you are charging a premium price if you are providing premium value and can you speak more to um, providing premium value for services yeah well this is what i'll say i can't really see why you would ever be charging 20 dollars for a service because if you if you think about it like say for instance if you're in a salon and i don't care if you pay booth rent i don't care if you own a salon or you mm -hmm. rent a suite there's a cost to that right 
So there's a cost to even operating a business. There's a cost for your supplies, your time, your skill, your talent, all those things. Mm -hmm. So when you think about pricing yourself, you you don't just want to think about, okay, I'm doing, I'm just uh, cutting and curling her hair. What you want to think about is the time it's going to take you to cut and curl your hair. You want to, you want to think about the experience that you're creating for your client. And you also want to think about, you know, your skills and talents that, that come involved when you set your prices. So $20 would definitely not be it. A lot of times people, they're, they either are not counting up the cost to do business or they just don't value what they do. So we have to really count up the cost, the operating business. So how much is it costing me to cut and curl your hair? And if I'm, you know, I'm washing it, I'm cutting it, I'm curling it, I'm doing your hair for two hours and I'm using this product, whatever I'm doing, um, how much is it costing me to operate and, and to do that? And not to say each person has to pay for your total overhead, but you have to add that in. So you have to understand, like, if there are certain supplies I'm going to need to use, there are certain products I'm going to need to use, and this is going to take me a certain amount of time. And once you figure all of that out, you can accurately charge your prices accordingly. Yes, I totally agree with that. So that's one of the things that I do talk a lot about, especially when I work with entrepreneurs in their finances, is counting up the cost, actually knowing your cost. A lot of times people think that, oh, I'm charging I made $100 today, or I made $100 off this client. But did you really make $100 off that client? Because when you say count up the cost, how much was the product that you used? Like, how much is your overhead? Because you have to factor in your overhead because that is a bill. Those are expenses. That's the cost of doing business. So did you really make $100? And when a lot of times when people, as you say, count up the cost, they probably only profited $10 or they might even be in the negative, but because they didn't think about it or because they don't have an actual budget that's laid out, they don't know why they aren't making money or they don't understand why I can't get ahead is the reason why you can't get ahead because it's costing you more money to operate than you are bringing in. So if you're a person, you have some people that say, okay, yes, I'm making six figures. I bring in $100,000 um, a year, but their expenses is 110. Mm -hmm. So that means that hundred, so you're literally 10,000 in the negative. So I really like how you say you have to count up the cost. How much does it really cost for you to do business? So, um, and kind of elaborating on that, how, what experiences have you had or have you seen with people even in the beauty industry and any other industry where they have actually gone out of business because they didn't value their worth and they never counted up the cost or understood the art of getting paid with your work? Yeah, um, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of businesses fail um is because they're not really understanding how to operate in business and the cost it takes to operate and run their business i had a, i had a friend for instance who was grading and she just wasn't charging enough mm -hmm. to braid plus she had a suite and um you know she had all this overhead her suite was kind of expensive every week and then she just you know wasn't confident enough even though she was very skilled braider but it was, she was so afraid to go up on her prices 
that she ended up losing the suite because she couldn't afford to pay for the suite and service her clients. So that's 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 all comes back down to just really understanding what it's going to cost. So if you're going to be in a suite and you're paying, say for instance, if you're in a suite, you're paying three hundred dollars a week, and you might not want to be doing seventy five dollar uh, box breaks to take you five hours. Like that's ridiculous. You know exactly. what I mean? You're not making yes. <laughs> now. It's good for the client. It's good for the client. We like that. But like you said, as far as business, that's business practice. That's not good sound business practice. <laughs> and and I, I like what you said because, you know, I do talk about that in one of the other podcasts that I did, the uh, 15 reasons why your purse is still empty. Or you can kind of translate that to why your business is suffering is because you use the key word confidence. You said she, even though she was good, at what she was doing, she wasn't even confident enough in her ability and her skills to charge more. So she ended up losing her suite because she lacked the confidence. So can you talk to or talk a little bit more about how confidence is needed in order for you to get paid what you are? It is. It's mindset. I think sometimes it's even imposter syndrome. Like some people just feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, they start looking at other people and I'm not as good as such and such or you see this other work and you feel like, well, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not that good. And then you start to lack confidence. Sometimes you have to really, you know, use affirmations, speak over yourself. You have to stay around, you know, more positive people change your circle. You know, maybe, you know, she may have benefited from being around other braiders that charge their work. Um, right. And, and even uh, maybe learning new skills or always just learning to advance your skills. But in, the, in these things can um, actually add to your confidence. But it's a mindset thing. You really have to work on yourself. You have to work on your mindset all the time. You have to speak to yourself. You have to know that you are enough. And you, you stop comparing yourself. Comparison kills. Like, yes. I can't worry about what the next person is doing. So sometimes you have to get off of social media looking at all these other people who do what you do and think that they do it better and all mm-hmm. that. Because that can get in your head and really mess with you. Sometimes you just have to step away from that and just focus on what you do well and be the best at what you do. And that's how you can add to your confidence and just really focus on always doing doing the best job that you know that you can do and speak into things own because you believe words you speak to yourself. You believe what you say. So I, I, I always post different affirmations around. I'm always telling myself who I am, reminding myself, you know, I am great. I am enough. And when you get that down on the inside of you, then you start to believe that, then you can be more confident to charge your work. That's good. I like that. And I also like how you were talking about the imposter syndrome. Um, that is so true. And I've, I've seen a lot of people, especially on social media, that have said that they had stopped following or either unfriended people that were in the same industry because they found themselves comparing themselves, not like necessarily trying to, but I mean, they were human. So they're seeing these people posting and, you know, going live and and um, their Instagram stories and things like that. So they're starting to think that, okay, well, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing everything that they're doing. And so that can start playing in your head and it can also get you off track mm-hmm. to to your purpose and your passion because now you're pivoting trying to do what this person 
is doing so. That is so key. Like you said, you have your mindset and not trying to compare yourself to everybody and start speaking those things over your life. So that, yeah, that's, that's very good, Brandy. I really like that. So even um, as we, we talked about mindset, we talked about being confident. And as far as charging what you're worth, can you speak a little bit to it's okay that when you're starting to elevate and you start to charge what you're worth, it's okay and it's part of the process that you're going to lose some people? For sure. Because everyone isn't going to be for you. I have a great story for you. So there was one point in my business where I felt like a lot of people that I knew really wasn't supporting me or people in my local area or people, they really were not supporting me. But what I decided to do was just to take my mind off of who wasn't supporting me and focus on who was. Mm -hmm. And I started running a strong advertising campaign. And what was Mm -hmm. interesting at this particular time is the right people were coming to me. I started to attract people who uh, were not even from my local area. Like I was attracting people from Grand Blanc, from Saginaw, from Flint. People were coming from everywhere to take my trainings and my classes, but I wasn't necessarily getting the customers locally. Like a lot of times they would uh, tell me no once they heard what my price was. But what I realized in sales is that you got to get through the no's to get to the yeses. Yes. So I don't, I don't necessarily get caught up in the no. Like I might um, talk to someone and they want to learn about what I offer and I tell them what I offer and they say oh well, no or or they don't respond back or whatever that may be I'll follow up but even if it's not for them next I just keep next and I don't worry about the no's you have to get through the no's to get to the yeses and understand that every client is not going to be from you and sometimes a no is just like not right now maybe they don't have it financially right now but I've had clients who maybe three or three or four months later will come back and still take my trainings when they could afford it at a later time so always just stay in touch with them stay positive and just understand that you know uh, you, you got to get to through the nose to get to the yeses. That is very key. To um, you have to get through the nose to get to the yeses, and then especially when you said a lot of times no really means not right now because they can't financially afford it. And that is one thing that I have learned too, as far as having grow with senior purse is that I will have people that will want to be a part of the financial program, but like you said, their finances at that point in time. We're not make it's not allowing them. They're not able to. And so two, three months later, here they come with a membership. I was like, oh, okay. So like you said, you got to get through the no's to get to the yeses. And sometimes no means not right now. Let me get some things in order in order to make that happen. So Miss Brandy, I know your passion is for entrepreneurs um, in the beauty industry, but I know you also work with others outside of the beauty industry. Can you tell us, you know, just a little bit more about like your businesses and you being the serial entrepreneur and how you have gone over and beyond to help women in the beauty industry as far as with their business and take their business to the next level and to be able to charge their work? Well, one of the things I have done to do that is I created the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo. And my goal with my expo is to actually educate beauty professionals on the business side of beauty. And and, um, charging what their work is 
big part of it in the beauty industry. Um, the beauty industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. And there's a lot of people um, in this industry, but a lot of people are struggling in this industry because they don't know how to operate in business. They're not charging what they're worth. And they just lack knowledge that it takes to successfully run a business. And so what I have done is I created the Detroit Business and Beauty Expo, which helps business owners, beauty business owners, really learn how to navigate in business. And it connects them with people that can help them do so as well. So what is the Business and Beauty Expo? Um, I know it's something that I've been a part of for the past couple of years. It's an awesome time, a very well-produced event. So just so that um, individuals that are listening, they can have it marked on their calendar. Okay, so did you say when is it? Yes, when is it this year? Okay, so this year we're, we're looking at October uh, 28th, I believe, is the last oh. Sunday in October. But um, we're still finalizing everything. But um, it's, it's annually every year in October, and I'll have the exact dates to you soon. But um, what it is, is it's an expo that we bring. We have vendors, and then we have speakers that come and talk on different topics that will help you in your business. So like you spoke on finance, we may have somebody come to talk on marketing and branding. We may have someone come in and talk about, uh, I had a lady, a lawyer last year, a CPA come and talk about, you know, whether you should be an LLC or incorporate, you know, just different things that will help you in your business. Okay, that's awesome. So is there any other way that um, ladies can contact you or work with you? Um, I know you have a coaching program that you are launching. So because I know, like I said, you are so passionate about it. So I'm excited about your coaching program. So can you talk to the ladies that are looking to take their business to the next level and also looking to be able to charge their work? Yes, definitely. So I um, am doing my own personal brand now, which is I am Brandy Taylor. So everything is going to be I am Brandy Taylor. So you can follow me on Instagram, I am Brandy Taylor, and Facebook, I am Brandy Taylor, and the site will be coming soon. And um, I just focus on helping women just get activated and take more action and do more things to expand and grow their business and not be afraid to charge with their work and to do whatever it takes to expand in your business. And so that's what I am passionate about. And I definitely work with beauty professionals because I have been in this industry for years, but I have friends like you who are in finance and other areas that I work with as well. So just entrepreneurs that are looking to take more action in their business, maybe they're stuck, maybe they need to go to the next level and they're trying to figure out how I'm going to coach you and help you get I like that word, um, activate. So when you, the, why did you pick that word activate? Um, what does that mean to you when you say I help women or business owners activate um, their ideas or take their business to the next level? That's such a powerful word to me. When you yeah. say I just feel like a lot of times we kind of, we, you know, you've been to the seminar, you've read the book, you got the t-shirt. You know, at some point we got to take action, you know, at some point we got to just, you know, start doing some of those things. And so sometimes, you know, um, it can seem hard or we can be careful to do those things. 
And I'm just like, well, just try this. Just do that. I'm going to push you to do it. I'm going to hold you accountable to do it and to help you just get activated, take more action. You know, that's my whole thing. Nothing happens until you do something. I used to work in sales. They say nothing happens until you sell something. Nothing happens until you take some action and do something. So until you make a move, nothing's going to happen. So you got to take some action. So that's my whole thing with, uh, with the activate. That's awesome. And so you and I are going to partner. So we're going to activate. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. So on Monday, March 30th, um, what we're going to be doing is having a whole training program, The Art of Getting Paid What You're Worth. So all that information is definitely in the show notes. If you are in the beauty industry, and even if you're not in the beauty industry like myself, if you're looking to take your business to the next level, Brandy and I are going to be working together, and she is going to teach you all, teach everyone the art of getting paid what you're worth, so never settling. Um, so I'm excited about that, to have her come and to talk with you all and teach us how to take our business to the next level. And also, with that being said, Brandy, talking about taking our business to the next level, one of the things that I, I preach a lot is having multiple streams of income. Can you, what are your thoughts about having multiple streams of income as it relates to getting paid what you're worth and with this whole coronavirus epidemic? Can you talk to how you feel about that, diversifying your income? It's great to have multiple streams of income. You know, they say that most successful people have at least seven streams of income, right? Yes. So, um, most of the millionaires have at least seven streams of income. So you should definitely have more than one thing. You never want to put all your eggs in one basket. And I know you teach about a lot of different ways that you can do that. Um, but one of the ways that I figured out doing it is like having like you know i do the events i teach classes and then um in in light of what's going on right now offering online service doing coaching and trainings doing virtual things that you can do teaching classes virtually there's a lot of different things that you can do to create multiple streams you have to tap into what you're known for and what you're gifted at and use your gifts and make them make room for you and so you want to um, make sure that you're prepared and if, if you're not prepared this is a great time to get prepared if you haven't started uh cracking your 2020 goals and you still want to do some things this is a great time where while while everything is kind of like laying low and you can't do a whole lot this is a great time to write your book this is a great time to maybe start a course this is a great time to market a new business or market a new service that you're going to be offering virtually so definitely um you want to have multiple streams Awesome. That is an awesome take on that. So, Brandy, as we wrap up today, do you have any final thoughts for the audience? I just want to make sure that people are taking more action and just walking in their purpose and believing in themselves and knowing that you are enough. I like that. That is very powerful, knowing that you are enough. And so... My final question for you, Miss Brandy Taylor. I love that um, you say you're rebranding yourself to I am Brandy Taylor. That's so cute. <laughs> Can you describe what financial freedom means to you? I would say peace, you know, a peace of mind. Um, no one wants to have to constantly worry about finances or worry about how you're going to pay something or worry.
worry about. So financial freedom would just be peace, you know, the peace of mind, knowing that everything's taken care of and I don't have to worry. That's awesome. Yes. I do think that peace is definitely key. I always say that being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it without worrying about it. And so right. that's, very, that's a very, very good concept. Of, of financial freedom. And I know I said that was the last thing, but I want to know, what are you currently reading right now? What, what book are you reading? I know you are an avid reader. so what, Well, I know you're an audio booker. So what are you, what are you listening to? <laughs> what am I listening to? And uh, it's Eckhart Tolle, I believe, The Power of Now. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Power of Now. Yeah, The Power of Now. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's Eckhart Tolle, I believe is how you say that. So the power of now is the one I'm on right now. That's awesome. Well, Miss Brandy, I want to thank you so much for being my very first guest in the Girl What's in Your Purse podcast. This has been an awesome time. I've learned. I've, I'm always learning from you, but every time I talk with you, I learn so much more. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us and I just look forward to the rest of 2020 and what it's going to bring for us. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I appreciate this conversation. I'm glad I got to be the first guest. Yay. (laughs) All right, Ms. Brandy. Well, we will talk to you later. Thank you for tuning into the Girl What's In Your Purse podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe, support, and share our podcast with other women interested in getting their finances in order. Also, I would love to connect with you. I want to hear from you. Leave comments, ask financial questions that you would like to have discussed on the air. Also, you can email me at admin at girlwhatsinyourpurse.com. I would love to connect with you on my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram at girlwhatsinyourpurse. I also can be reached within my Facebook group, also called Girl What's In Your Purse. Check out my website, www.girlwhatsinyourpurse.com. I truly look forward to connecting with you soon. So ladies, remember, accept yourself, align yourself, and allow yourself to be you. Love you all.